Welcome to Jasonisms with Jason Luong. And here we are today for another unscripted uh, podcast episode um, with Q&A. And joining me today again is one of my best friends, Jennifer. You probably heard her in the last episode, even though her voice is very soft. Once again, everything is unscripted. Um, we don't have a lot of auditory uh, equipment. So it will just be me talking, and then she's going to be asking questions in the background. You might hear her voice in the background, but it's it's very soft, so I'll have to rephrase those questions. Uh, and I'll try to give you the best insights I can about these topics. So how are you doing today, Jennifer? Thank you for joining on the show. Yeah, sure. I'll be happy to um, you know give you uh, the, the responses that that would help as many people as possible. And uh, so let's get started with the first question. Yeah, the first question is that, how can you recognize whether the traveler is a boss or just an employee? Okay, so for people who couldn't hear her clearly, Jennifer was asking, how do you recognize if someone is just uh, an employee or if they're a boss, you know, based on their traveling habits? Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's a very interesting question. And I always say, you know, like the way I see it is when you're an employee at a company and you're traveling, you're spending you're spending the money of the company, of the boss. You know, and when you're the boss of the company, every single dollar that you're spending is your own money. You know, so you're gonna be a lot more careful with that. So usually uh when I see people traveling, like a lot of people like to stay at five star hotels. You know, they eat out at fancy restaurants, they order a bunch of alcohol. Um, usually, I mean, in most cases, I mean, of course, nothing is 100% guaranteed. But in most cases, that person is probably an employee, you know, just because they like to be comfortable. They like to, you know, stay at a, a very nice high-end hotel, like a Marriott or something, you know, and they want to eat out at nice food because everything's reimbursed. Um, that would most likely be an employee, in my opinion, you know. Where in, 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 on the other hand, you know, if you're a boss, you know, let's just say if I were traveling, you know, uh, to a to a different locality, different country, and I'm I'm staying at a hotel and uh, eating food. And let's just say if I can, if I can afford, you know, a room that is two hundred dollars a night, you know, even if I can afford it, I would be very hesitant, you know, just to spend that money, just because uh, the first question I would ask, you know, my assistant, if that would happen, I'd say, hey, um, can you find me a room for a hundred dollars instead of two hundred dollars? Just because every single dollar I spend will be coming out of my own pocket, so I would prefer to spend less money. Uh, and still enjoy the same comforts or, I mean, similar comforts uh, without the name brand. That's what I would do, number one. So people usually staying at, you know, smaller hotels, boutique hotels that are not in you know, the major five-star hotels. Um, they're most, they're, usually I would say that they're more likely to be a boss um, in, that, in that sense. I know it's not 100% true, but usually you can tell. And when I eat out, I just eat something that's good and simple, you know. And sometimes I don't even eat three meals a day. You know, sometimes I don't eat two meals a day, sometimes I don't eat one. Um, I do a lot of intermittent fasting. Um, that's not because of, you know, cost reasons. It's because of health reasons, actually, because it helps helps me to lower my blood pressure. It help me to, helps me to regulate my insulin levels. Um, I mean, I'm not sick or anything, but I mean, it's just a way that I, I keep healthy because I practice intermittent fasting. So uh, usually I don't eat very expensive stuff. Um, I try to eat something that's good and healthy, but I wouldn't just show off and order a bunch of alcohol. In fact, I don't even drink alcohol you know, anymore. I used to drink a lot, but now I don't, I don't even drink alcohol. So, um, so you don't see me at those places, you know? So I would say the way you spend money, if you're spending money, like it's, uh, like it's, it's not yours, then it's probably not your money. It's probably, you're probably just an employee at, at a, at a company. 
But if you're the boss, you, you would be a lot more careful about how you spend your money. So look at the spending habits. That's what I say. Um, employees like to travel in comfort. You know, they want business class. They want, you know, they want their own private car to get around. Whereas a boss, you know, economy is fine. If it's not such a long flight, economy is fine. Also, like for me, I'm very willing to take a bus. I can take a bus. I can take the subway. You know, I don't need to take a, I don't need a private car. I don't need some sort of luxury booking. Uh, I'm perfectly fine just doing things on my own yeah, because that's how you save money. So I hope that kind of gives you a little bit of insight and helps you to answer that question. So we'll kind of go on to the next question if you may, if I may. Okay. How did you recognize a girl, whether she's a normal girl or a tall girl? Oh, okay. So that's that's kind of um that's kind of a funny question. Um, Jennifer was saying that um how like I think this I think this really applies to like traveling for business, right, Jennifer? It kind of applies to that, you know, like because I I do a lot of business travel. Um, and the question is, how do you recognize if a girl is a normal girl? Or a call girl, you know, that, that's that's the question. And um, I, I guess the I guess the easy answer would be from experience. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kidding, I'm kidding, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just messing around, but but I mean, there are some tall tale signs. I mean, there are some tall tale signs, you know, a tall tale signs about this. I mean, um, number one, if the girl is just just like if she's dressed normally, and she's kind of um. And she's more like, uh, she approaches people in a really normal way, like getting to know people, like just like a very average, normal way. Uh, that's more likely to be a normal girl. Um, and of course, it depends on the the hour of the day, right? Like if it's like a work day and um, it's, it's the work time and the girl is out hanging around and you know, obviously trying to look for somebody that she's not sure about, that could be a sign that that person's a, tall, a call girl. Because I would, I would assume most normal people would be either working hard or working at a job or, or something and not really, you know, trying to socialize with people that they don't know. Yeah, of course, I'm just generalizing, you know, this, this question, this question, this question kind of put me on the spot, you know, and um, it, it kind of made me generalize about things. I don't, I don't mean to like, you know, I can't say exactly how to identify one, but I'm saying in, in general, that's how it, I would just say the time of day and how the person interacts with you, because, um, if the person is, is dressed in a certain way, I know so even some normal girls like to dress in a, a very provocative way. Uh, and some call girls might actually be dressed very conservatively. So you can't really tell uh, from appearances, you know. So I would say kind of get to just see what the behavior is of that person and try to assess how um, how that applies to, to, to the current time and the current situation and the environment where you are. I mean, if you're in an office setting, you're very less likely, you're not very likely to run into a tall girl, but if you're like at a club or a bar or something, I mean, I guess the opportunities are there. You know, if you really want to, to look, or if you're looking for action, you know, from a call girl, I think you would find that. So that's actually a very funny question. And uh, I want to thank you for asking that, Jennifer. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move on to the next question. Go ahead. So the question is, um, should, should, so the question I think Jennifer wants to ask is, should you wait to buy a house or not? Um, and is, is this is especially if you're not sure if the prices will drop? Yeah. yeah, right. Okay, so I get it. So the question is, should you wait to buy a house 
or a home, especially if you're not sure when the prices will drop. I think we should never try to time the market, um, whether it's the real estate market or whether it's uh, it, it, it's it's the stock market. I mean, you can't really time it because what if I buy today and the prices drop? And what if I buy today and the prices go up? I mean, in a way, if you're trying to time the market, that's just gambling. You know, you're gambling if you're trying to time the market. And then when you're gambling, everything's based on luck. But here's what I say. If you're going to buy a house, make sure that your your income and your situation allows for you to have that house. So what I mean by that is, number one, you got to be able to afford it. You know, if you're not going to be able to pay cash, you got to make sure that the loan you get is actually very payable. You know, uh, what I mean payable is like, let's just say, for example, you have a high paying job now, right? What if you lose this job? You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to be able to find another job at a lower pay and still make that payment? That's because I'm, I'm really conservative when it comes to money. I'm really conservative when it comes to investing. And I think that you should always buy something that is well, well within your means and not try to buy something really expensive and and kind of uh, try to compare yourself to other people. You know, so that I would say, don't think about prices dropping or rising. Um, don't don't think about, you know, if uh, you don't time the market, whether it's playing the stock market or buying a house. If you can afford it now, today, and it can make payments very comfortably. And even if you lose this job or your business drops, if you're in business, uh, drops by half. This is by half or by, by, you know, 30%. And you're still able to make these payments comfortably. Then buy the house. You know, who cares if it drops? It's your house. You're going to live in it. You know, so, I mean, it depends on your situation. But um, the better off you are financially, uh, I would say the better off you are when you buy the house. You know, so I hope that kind of uh, answers your question about that. So let's move on to the next one. Okay, so how important is it to have your own house in the city you live in? Okay, so um, the question from Jennifer is, how important is it to have your own house in the city you live in? And when you say your own house, I'm assuming that it could be an apartment, right? Or a condo. It doesn't have to be a house, you know? But you're talking about your own property that you live in. Okay, um, that's a, a very good question. And I think that for me, it depends where you call home. You know, that's what I'm saying. For, for me, it depends where you call home. You know, like... Um, like presently, right? For me, you know, I mean, I call I call Los Angeles my home right now as I'm speaking. So I live in a, I mean, right now I live in a home that you know that belongs to my family, you know. So that is uh, that would be okay for me. But if I were to buy a house, you know, um, that, from somewhere else, uh, I would have to call that place home. And when I say call that place home, I mean I'm not gonna rent. I'm, I don't plan to move around a lot. Uh, I'm planning to have my own furniture, my own TV, you know, stuff that I like. I will put in the house. And um, that that's what that's what I mean that you have to have a uh, you have to consider a home for it to be important for you to buy a house. For example, if I'm going to be overseas on assignment, I'm only going to live here for a year or two or you know x amount of years that's undefined. I would not want to buy a house just because I'm not sure if I'm going to be here for a long time. You know? but if I really plan to live be here for a long time, I need something to attach me to this place, to the city. You know, and you know people and relationships. That's not enough. Because that can change a lot. But if I had my own house and if, if everybody's against me, you know, and if the whole world is against me, I'm mad, I'm unha- unhappy, I want to cry, I can always go home to cry. <laughs> and I wake up the next day and everything's fine because I'm, I'm in my own house. You know, it's my own home. I have nowhere else, I have nowhere else to go. So, so your, house, your house would be maybe the place for you to cry. 
yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Jennifer says that my house would be the place for me to cry. Um, uh, that was just an example, by the way. You know, I try to smile and not cry because guess what? You know, um, when you laugh, the whole world laughs with you. But when you cry, you cry alone. Yeah. You know, so you gotta remember yeah. that. So, so you know, that's that's a really good point. So, um, so yeah, just. It's important for you if you consider that place your home. You know that way you're attached to that place. That way you can be part of the city. That way you can you can enjoy the city at your own leisure without worrying about you know is is the landlord gonna kick me out next year? You know is this house gonna be is the rent gonna go up next next month? You know you have all these concerns when you're renting, but if it's your own house you don't have these concerns. Assuming that you know you can make your payment uh, or that you own the house free and clear, and there are enough opportunities in the city that where you don't have to move around. Uh, should you have to, uh, you know, find a new job or something like that? So, um, so yeah, that's that's a very good question, and thank you for asking. So let's move on. Okay, final question. Wow. Please, please show me how to choose the best place to live in. Okay, so uh, the question from Jennifer is, how to choose the best place to live in. I mean, I don't know, man. That's a crazy question. How how can I answer that question for you? <laughs> it depends on yourself, right? <laughs> but um, okay. Let, let's let's break it down. You know, let's break it down. When you say the the best place to live in, I have to talk about several different points. You know, number one, uh, what for me, what is a good place to live in? Number one, uh, do I have any family there? That's number one. That family and attachment is number one. And number two, do I have sufficient business opportunities or uh, work opportunities there? That's number two, because if I'm going to go there, I got I to gotta be able to bring in some income. I'm not going to sit around, you know, if, for example, you could tell me to move to the, the most beautiful beach in the world, but if I have no income, you can sit around and look at the ocean all day. That's not going to cut it for me. You know, the same thing. And number three, do you like the weather uh, and, and the, the culture there? And when I say culture, I don't mean like, you know, the different cultures in the world, you know, different types of people. Not like that. I mean, culturally, I would say culture is a... It's a set of shared practices. That's what culture is, you know. So it's very real. I mean, so is, is this area? Uh, is this a, is this like a very? Is this a place where people like to go biking? Yeah. You know, is this a place where people like to walk their dogs? You know, is this a place where people enjoy to read a lot? You know, probably like Seattle. You know, that's probably one of the places that people love to read the most in the U.S. Um, these things I would say you know, are culture. You know, and um, uh, and are there a lot of good different food options for you if you want to you want to eat something nice? You know, different. So. These are all very important considerations. Um, I would say, like, um, so let me just go ahead and repeat that a little bit. So the first thing is, do you have family and attachments? You know, if you do, being close to family is always good. Um, I think it's also bad, depending on how you see it. You know, but for me, I, I think I think it's it's, it's it's a good thing. You know, to be uh, to be close to family, or where it's accessible by car or something like that. So you're not you don't feel like all alone out there. Um, number two is. Um, do you, uh, can you find, like for me, for me, being the location for income doesn't really matter too much. Since I'm in digital marketing, um, I do, uh, most of my work is done online. But um, I do like to be in the, in the same time zone as my customers, you know. So being in, in, uh, being in Los Angeles, you know, I always try to, uh, you know, try to get, you know, customers on the West Coast, you know, we're in the same time zone. So it's easier for me to communicate with them on a regular basis. And also, um, you know, culture and weather and all that stuff that's very important like for me i would never make it in toronto in toronto canada i would never make it like even in like uh in 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 places like uh you know the the parts of the midwest in the united states like michigan and places, i probably i probably wouldn't make it 
Uh, not because those are bad places. I'm sure they're wonderful places to live. It's just too cold. It's too cold in the winter. Right? Me, like I like hot weather. You know, like I, I would rather be like in you know, a shirtless or something, walking around and you know, about a beach or whatever. I I just I can't deal with hot weather. I'm cold weather because I'll freeze to death. I'm very afraid of cold weather. That's why I need somewhere where it's hot. Um, I, I don't mind humid. I mean, I like humid weather. You know, I also like I'm mean, LA is fine too because it's dry. So yeah, it depends. It, it you gotta you gotta find out what works for you and you gotta break it down. What is it you want from the city? You know, if you can't break it down, you think, oh, a lot of people go there. It looks like a nice place. Uh, oh, San Francisco. A lot of people like San Francisco. I should move to San Francisco. That that I wouldn't do that just because you need to break it down. And make sure that it works for you, whatever, wherever you're trying to go. Otherwise, don't bother. Um, that's my recommendation. Yeah. And just as a side note, um, there's a really funny thing uh, that I, I, I thought about. When, when you're old, you know, and when you're retired, you know, where do people go? I was like, you know, so the funny thing is, the people who retire wealthy move to Hawaii. <laughs> and that's why it's it's nice, humid weather. It's hot all the time. There's you don't have to shovel snow, you know. And the people who retire middle class move to Florida. You get the same nice weather, but it, it's at a much reduced cost. And the people who don't make it, you know, who don't retire with any money, move to Thailand. <laughs> yeah, because they can't they, they 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 can't afford to live in the United States anymore. You know, so they move to Thailand and um and they try to save their money and you know get by on eating out once a once a week or something like that. And, and the people who really really fail, like I'm talking, I'm not talking, I'm not talking just Americans. I mean worldwide. If you failed and you know as a last resort, it's gonna be Cambodia. Like Cambodia, it's like that's like the last, you know, that's like the, it's your last chance there. That's why you know I, I'm not sure because I've been to Cambodia. Yeah, but I'm not sure if you've been in Cambodia, but um, if you go there, if you meet Americans, if you see old, you meet older Americans, older Europeans, they or you know older people, you know people who are not you know from that region, they they tend to be very uh, a little bit more aggressive, and a little bit more uh, like on edge, you know, like afraid you're t- you're going to be taking advantage of them or something like that. They don't really need to be friendly, and I think it comes down to it, it's, it's that's the last, it's the last stand. It's your last stand. If you can't make it in Cambodia, it's over. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a joke, but I mean, I'm saying it like a joke, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of true. So, um, depending on, on how much wealth and how much money you, you end up having uh, when you're old, you could just retire in a place that you want, you know, or the place that you don't want. So, it, it's just up to you. Um, so, I hope that answers the question, Jennifer. How to choose the best place to live in? So. What did, what did you think about that? Was that was that a good answer? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm trying my best here. Yeah, I think it's a good answer. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that you enjoyed, you know, the talk so far. And, okay, and I want to thank you very much for, for coming on the show, Jennifer. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. And, yeah, sure, no problem. Anytime. I'll, I'll be happy to give you more advice in the future or, or just insights in general, you know, based on my travels and the, the way I do business and all that. And, and for my for my listeners and my subscribers, I want to thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Jasonisms. And the thing is that going forward, I'm gonna to try to do it like two or three episodes a week, you know, because I want to stay current with you guys and I want to you know give you guys con- like good content on a regular basis. You know, um, I'll try to just you know you can please feel free to follow my um my Facebook page. You know, I have a Facebook page that's just called Jason Luong. Uh, not my personal page. I'm talking about my my author page. You know, it, it's 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 the business page. It's, it's J A S O N space L U O N G. Um, that's Jason Luong. Uh, like my page, subscribe to my page, 
And um, you'll get all the updates there, including like not just my podcast, but like all the stuff I write about, my books and um, any interesting things I'm going to put on there. And I'm going to try to post daily as well. Okay. So I'll catch you later. And thank you for listening in. And I hope you have a great day.